0: Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. What I'm deciding to do for today, uh, I've just, so uh, in the mornings, I've just, I've picked up letters from a Stoic by Seneca and they're they're thrown into these short little letters. And so I've just been making it a point to read one a day in the morning along with some of the other stuff that I read. And uh, what I wanted to do today was I came across... A really good statement that Seneca makes to kind of basically kind of sum up maybe the philosophy of two of the different uh, philosophical views that were around when Seneca was around. And so I figured it might be a good idea to get this out to y'all because um, so you guys know that I throw out a lot of Stoicism, Um, Seneca, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, those three in particular, uh, I've I've read their works, I reread their works. Uh, I've got a daily Stoic devotional that I read every day by a guy named Ryan Holiday, who also you know digs pretty deep into Stoicism. But uh, what I've thought about was I was like, man, I've kind of never really explained some of the principles or some of the views or kind of where this philosophy came from or what have you. And so maybe some of you guys are like, great, you know, I mean, I've heard the word stoic or stoicism, maybe you heard it from me, but not really understanding kind of maybe so much what it is. Um, And I think even more importantly, I feel like there is a misconception for sure in society about what Stoics or what Stoicism is. And so there's a statement here that I read this morning that uh, sums it up pretty nicely, I think. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into it and I'm gonna kind of tease out a principle that, he's, that Seneca's trying to get at here. So here's the statement. Uh, again, it's in the uh, notes for the podcast in case you wanna read it at your own leisure. The difference here between the Epicurean and our own school is this. Our wise man feels his troubles, but overcomes them, while their wise man does not even feel them. So I'm going to break this down, uh, the difference here between the Epicurean and our own school. What he's saying here is like schools of thought, right? So philosophies. So there was Epicurean philosophy, and then there was Stoic philosophy. And he goes on to say that like when you're talking about a wise man, which is kind of another way of saying you know somebody who has studied the philosophy, somebody who reads up on the philosophy, somebody who understands the principles, but then obviously takes it a step further, like I encourage us to do, takes it a step further and is trying to work out and apply these principles. He's saying that here's the deal: um, the Stoic wise man, uh, this person like feels his troubles, but he overcomes them, right? And then he's saying, and the Epicurean wise man. Does not even feel them, right? Um, and so here's, here's the deal. I, I want to talk about, and this is why I side more with Stoicism than I would with Epicureanism. And it's because I agree with the Stoic view that a wise man, somebody who like sits and camps out on and wrestles with Stoic principles, do we feel troubles? Like, do we feel things? Do we have emotions? Yes. But we overcome these feelings, these troubles, and these emotions. Whereas an Epicurean does not even feel them. Now, I'm going to start off with why I don't agree with the Epicurean view, with the Epicurean philosophy, because I think it's foolish to say, I don't feel anything. How do you feel? I don't feel anything. I've heard this statement before, like I don't feel anything anymore. I'm numb. Like I've heard people say that when it comes to they've they've just given up on something or they've been I don't know betrayed by a friend so many times that they just don't feel anything or whatever. Right? That's not. I I don't I don't agree with that statement. Nobody really becomes numb, right? Um. You feel something. You have emotions. You have troubles that come around and stir up in us certain feelings and certain thoughts and things like that. So for the Epicurean to be like, nope, I don't, nope, I don't feel anything. Sorry, uh, you know, troubles, whatever emotions. Now nah, those just don't exist in me. I think that's I think that's lying to yourself, and I think that's lying to anybody else that you would profess this to. Um, that is not the human that that's not the human condition. I would even venture to say that um, like animals who, who don't have the power of reasoning and rational thought, I would even say that they to a certain extent still like feel and have emotions. Sometimes, you know, you're looking at if you've got a dog or something like that, like you look at the animal and you think to yourself, man, that, that animal is thinking right now. Like that animal kind of thinks it and feels Now, they they don't have the rational thought to know where those thoughts are coming from. So they can't really connect the dots between what they're thinking and what they're feeling and like where it's coming from and where it stems from. Hence the reason why, you know, you may scold a dog and then like it, it comes right back up to you and it's man's best friend because they don't connect the dots and be like, man, this owner is just like really not a nice guy. Like that's where my feelings are coming from. And then they just don't ever come back to you So they can't connect the dots with rational thought, but I don't want to get too far off. I want to get back to humans. Like we think things, we feel things, we have emotions that's real in us. That's never going to go away. We're never going to be able to say, yeah, I'm numb. That doesn't do anything for me. So let's cross over into stoic philosophy and stoic thought. Seneca says, hey, listen, we feel our troubles. We feel these emotions. Like we have real feelings. Like the death of a child. You know, he talks about going in, into exile. He talks about, you know, being told that you will be executed. Like, th- like these things. Lo- lo- you know, let's go into some, some not as crazy stuff. Like you just lost your job. Um, you... Get injured and you were really looking forward to a competition and you get injured right before that. Hey, that's trouble. That's going to bring feelings and emotions about. It's not, in my professional opinion, it is not healthy for us to be like, nah, I'm cool. I just got injured before that big race, but it's all good. No, let, let, no, let's talk about it. I mean, how, how do you feel? Man, I'm really upset. I'm really angry. Great. I mean, if I'm, real, if I'm truly empathetic, can I put myself in your position? By the way, I've had this happen. Um, I got sick before one of the biggest stage races, the biggest stage race that I do all year. Um, I limped into it and I even went all the way up to Arkansas thinking to myself, let's just kind of muscle and fight through it. And it wasn't to be. And I went home after the first day. How'd I feel? Angry? Disappointed? Um, you know, like down on myself? little, little sad. Sure. Feel that way. Express that to somebody, express more importantly, express it to yourself first. No, you're not numb. Like that's real right there. That's raw. Okay, great. But then he says, Seneca goes on to say, so we feel these troubles, but we overcome them. All right. So now what are we talking about? Well, do I have the right to feel disappointed? Do I have the right to, to, feel angry? Do I have the right to feel a little bit depressed? Do I have the right to have my confidence shaken a little bit, my self-image kind of shaken a little bit at its core? Do I have the right to cry? Sure. Yes, you do. It's trouble. It's real life. It's not, it's not ideal. It's not what we were looking forward to, but can you overcome it? See, to me, here's where growth comes in. Here's where commitment to being the best version of ourselves, to mastery comes in. Here's where you see successful people separate themselves from the herd. Let's just go back to you, you lost your job. You know, um, You feel like you've been great at your job and the way that you do it and the way that you approach it and the process that you apply to doing your job and being a professional in whatever arena that you find yourself in, and you lost your job. That's trouble, folks. When you got to come home and you got to tell your wife or you got to tell your husband, like your kids, like, man, da- daddy, you know, for me, like daddy's out of work, which by the way, if I'm out of work, it's a really big problem because this is my business. And so if I go out of business, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I haven't even thought about that, but like, okay, so now great, man, like I'm going to lose some income and maybe there were some benefits attached to that and yada, yada, yada. And you just kind of think about these things and it makes you feel a certain way. Great. But can you overcome that? What's going to be the period of time that you are going to think about and allow yourself to feel a certain way to have these emotions? And then what's going to be the period of time where you decide to kind of stand up, get back on your feet and say, okay, what's next? Solution time. All right, I lost my job. Now what? I mean, what's going to be that period of time between like feeling the trouble came and then actually doing something about like remedying that situation, coming up with a solution to move past that trouble. That is where we separate ourselves from those folks that are not as successful. It's that period of time right there right? It's that period of time where, hey, let the feelings and the emotions go because ladies and gentlemen, check it out. It's healthy for that to happen. You've got to let that happen. You can't bottle this stuff up. You can't pretend it didn't happen. You can't say, well, I'm numb. It's all good because you know what? Those people that say that they're numb and they don't feel things anymore. I mean, those people go on to express those emotions and those feelings a lot of time in very, very maladaptive and very destructive ways, so let's not get there. Let's be real with it, but at the same time, let's know that we're on the clock, right? Like the clock is ticking and the time that I'm spending camping out on that is a time that I'm I'm not using to look for a solution. And you know, hey, a solution is what we need. I mean, let's just get back to the losing your job thing. Okay, so you lose your job. Um, you know, we're sitting there. We're, we're holding hands as a family. Like, we're just talking about this. Man, this is a, this is a rough time. But okay, like, a, so we, we need to start coming up with a solution because with each passing day, maybe you're on unemployment for a certain amount of time. And, and so you've got a certain amount of time to find a new job. And you know what? Like, you've got to teach that lesson to your kids. That, you know what? Like, daddy's not going to take this lying down. Like, daddy's going to work on this. And they're watching your response. And then in a very real way, like financially, like, you, you need to provide for your family, and so there's bills that need to be paid, and there's a certain quality of life that needs to be upheld and okay, so do we downgrade our standard of living like let's sit down and let 's start talking about you know ways that we can save and and like all of that needs to happen, but it can't happen if you're still sitting on the couch. And, you know, you're thinking about reaching for that beer or those beers to kind of drown this away because you feel a certain way. Like, what is that doing to help you to move forward in this particular situation and find a solution for not only you, but you've got people underneath you that you're responsible for taking care of, right? Your family. And so that is stoicism. Stoicism is not, and this is where I'm going to land the plane for today, like culturally stoicism gets a bad rap. So stoicism... Um, a lot of people confuse it with Epicureanism. Like, no, you don't feel anything. You're just Stoic. You just stand there like you're a statue. Like, like you don't let things bother you, and like you are just this rock. You know, um, no feelings from that guy right there. That guy can't love. You know, that's not true. Stoicism feels these things, but these people overcome their troubles. And then here's where. Um, I guess I would say that here's where you would know if you're moving further along in the philosophy of Stoicism, if you choose to kind of like study this philosophy and work this philosophy out, it's how much shorter is that latency period getting between what you're feeling and then action solution points, right? And this is where the Stoics It seems like they're Epicurean and it seems like they can't feel because if a Stoic, if a, if a wise man, or they call them sages in Stoic philosophy, somebody like Epictetus, who did get exiled, like... This is where, wow, he's really worked out this philosophy and he's really camped out on these principles to the point where he gets told he's going into exile and like the lat- the latency period between what he's feeling and coming up with a solution is so short that literally his response is, okay, cool, um, you know, where am I going? And by the way, you know, you can't take, you know, that you guys haven't really taken anything from me because I still have my thoughts and I still have, you know, my, my feelings and I still have my dreams and my aspirations and those kinds of things. And so really, and truly, you might've taken some physical things from me that are outside of me, but I still have my internal self, which is what I value the most. Now his latency period of like thinking and feeling and like, this trouble, what it causes in him, is really, 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 really short. But again, we weren't there with him, so, I mean, when he writes these things or when they write these things in the literature, sure, it sounds like they didn't feel anything, but they did. I mean, there was the initial maybe shock value of like, hey, we're about to send you off to an island, buddy. Like, you're about to be out there all by yourself, you know, for the next 15 years. I mean, there was an initial, ooh, whoa, like, wow. That sounds like not fun. That sounds pretty crazy, right? Uh, So that was there. That was present. It's just kind of hard sometimes to grasp from the literature that that was there. But they do feel. It's just that as they progress further with stoic philosophy, as they talk more with folks, as they apply these principles more, that, that latency period gets shorter and shorter between what they felt when the trouble came around and then the, the solution that they came up with to get through that trouble, to overcome it. Right? So, I mean, this is, this is it. This is why you see people that can maybe in our society can go through tragedies, can go through some of these big things and they just seem to kind of hop right back up. Behind closed doors, they probably went through some rough stuff, but they were able to maybe quickly rebound and begin coming up with solutions. So I just, I hope that this has been useful. This kind of throws out a little bit of kind of where we're at and kind of when I throw some of this stuff out there to you guys, I don't want you guys to think that these Stoics were these people that were like these robots that were different from us because they're not. They were normal human beings, just like you and I. Um, It's just that as you move further along in Stoic philosophy, maybe if this is a, a worldview that you choose to take on, like this is kind of the DNA and this is kind of how your character begins to change and kind of more of who you become. Um, and, And I think it's beneficial by the way. That's why I throw stoicism out there because I think it would be beneficial for us to kind of sit and camp out and study this a little bit more. So if this has brought forth some of that in you, I know that I've had some folks kind of reach out to me like, Hey, what's stoicism? And you know, that kind of thing. Um, I can point you in the right direction. I can get you some books maybe that would be useful for you to begin working through. Um, and, and I would love to kind of help you to kind of, um, dig your heels in a little bit more in this philosophy and kind of see what, what it's about, because I feel that it would be beneficial and useful for you in whatever area or areas of life that you're looking to be successful, that you're looking to achieve mastery in. Folks, Thanks for sticking along and for the ride here and for sticking along with this episode as we kind of near in on 18 minutes here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys listening. I hope that this is stirring in you some feelings, thoughts, emotions that are maybe metamorphosizing themselves into some actions, into some things that maybe you'd like to begin doing uh, to be more productive, to get you moving more towards being the best version of yourself and committing to mastery. There's way more of this on this channel that you can get to in terms of episodes, like like quantity of episodes. So jump back if you like, get some of those old episodes. Share some of these episodes, please, if they are resonating with you. I'd love to get more people kind of in our circle and involved with what we're doing here. Uh, because I feel that it is beneficial and building some of that community. Um, maybe you don't want to talk to me about it because you don't really care to, but maybe if you get some of your friends involved, some of the people in your community involved that are around you, then maybe you guys can kind of begin, somebody at work over lunch, you can have a conversation about this. For those of you that exercise, somebody that you exercise with regularly and now you're like, hey, cool, we're listening to this podcast. Man, what did you think about that? And having some real discussion with them about that. Um, if you'd like to bring me into the conversation on a Professional level and you'd like to be like, hey man, I think this guy Mario can help me out um, and get into the kind of some of the nooks and crannies of like my life and kind of how we can work stoicism and weave it into like my life and help me to achieve some of my goals. I would love to do that with you. Hop over to the website utmostperformance.info where you can gain some information on, uh, on how to get at me and so we can start a partnership. Either way, I like, man, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that your week is going swell. Um, yeah, for those of you in Texas, uh, let's keep an eye on that weather and see if we got a little uh, mischief going on. I know that my wife as a school teacher would maybe enjoy not having to go to work on Friday. Anyhow, hey folks, I don't wanna take up any more of your time. Go out there, seize the day, have a fantastic day. Until next time.